Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast, episode 42, and you guys, this is our last episode in the home. Do we need a moment of silence? (laughs) Do we just need to stop? Readiness. Don't shed tears, moms. We're not going anywhere. Series. You know, we did not plan like a recap episode of like, what were the highlights? What are you taking? Girl, do you even remember the highlights? I'm like, what all have we even talked about? We talked about plants. Oh my gosh, let's throw it back to the plants. We talked about memorabilia, photo boxes, the front door. Listen, I've had several people chat with me about their front doors. I feel like it really made an impact. I think the front door was great. So we've had, you know, we've talked about all kinds of good things. So, you know, I really, I've enjoyed this. So, but today is the last one and we are going to tackle a room that we haven't tackled yet because we did little kids rooms, like little rooms, which I called it. (laughs) You called it little people's rooms. (laughs) But like the toddler age or the preschool age. And we talked about the teen room. Hopefully my son was not too embarrassed by all the things I shared about him. You know, I am sure, I I just would venture to guess that you've done more embarrassing things. Listen, I told my family, I was like, this is what it's like when your mom's a podcaster. Uh Uh-huh. Everything you do is free game. Yeah. Just kidding. But, (laughs) no, really. No. Yes. Really? Yeah. Uh, No, it'll be interesting when they get older and may potentially listen and be like, yo, you cannot share that story. Uh, No, we would never, we would never disrespect our kiddos. But anyway, so today we are going to talk about a room that we haven't covered yet. And this is the tween room. Are you going to tell us where the word tween came from? Well, let me ask you this. Do you know what ages qualify as tween? Like, what would you guess? I would guess 10 to 12. Okay, so tweens are kids between 9 and 12. Ooh, okay, we're down to 9. So they're not quite little kids, but also not yet teenagers. Correct. It's that in-between phase. And this is a huge time in a child's life because it's the beginning of a big transition, you know? This is also called preteen or uh, pre-adolescence. Is it called puberty? Well, okay, <laughs> but it's the time where they're moving from elementary school to middle school, kind of in that stage, and they are going to start puberty. So do you know when... I wish they had a different word for it. Don't you think that that word just incites fear and trauma? Puberty? Yes. Well, I hate that it has, you know, the, the first four letters are pube, and it's like, you guys, is this why? Is this why we call those Can't we just call a body change or... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's terrible. My So my... I have a tween... And she watched the first video. She's in fourth grade. Oh, it's that year. So she watched the body changing video. Yes. And she had so much anxiety about it. Did she like b- before the video or coming home from the video? Before the video. Okay. She was like, okay. what are they going to talk about? And I just got so tickled. I was like, sis, I don't know. You know, I can kind of give you an idea and stuff. And, you know, so she came home and she was like, okay, so there's these fallopian tubes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
scientific words are coming out. Oh, but you know, that's the kind of thing that starts to happen at, at the tween age. And, um, you know, as we know, puberty occurs earlier in girls than it does in boys. And so for girls, it's somewhere between 9 and 14. And with a lot of girls start their period. Do you know what the most common age to start your period is? Oh, please don't let it be 9. No. <laughs> It's way too early. It's 12. 12, okay. So some girls do start at 8 or 9, but the majority of girls start around 12 years of age. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, which is going to be like 6th grade. Yes. And in boys, it happens a little bit later, and it's usually between 12 and 16. They start their period? No, okay, okay. Go. <laughs> I couldn't help it. You just like fed that one right to me. I had to walk into it. Okay, so I wanted us to think about being a tween because it's a bittersweet memory for me. Like going down memory lane and thinking about all these things that like were iconic for me as a tween were kind of fun. But I also remember just being so uncomfortable in my body and, you know, I was... Just these girlfriend relationships I had, I didn't know who I was or where I fit in. There's all these things. You and I, it's so funny to me. I feel like the Lord knew you were going to be a podcaster one day. And so he helped you like have these like iconic moments in your growing up <laughs> life. I feel like he was like the word was still out on me. So he was like, I'm just going to let Rebecca just like experience this because I do not have iconic memories of anything. Listen, that was the bubble. That was just, I think that was your little was bubble, bubble around you, yes. you know? I do remember tween years as being super fun. You do? I have great memories. Well, that's great. <laughs> you sound like shocked. What stands out to you as a tween, like, of your life? So, I had a boyfriend in the sixth grade. Excuse me, Judy, yes, I alert. Was the first in my group of friends to have this boyfriend. His name was Bodie. Okay. And we weren't allowed to do anything. Like, again, I'm like, this is pointless. You can't go anywhere. Uh -huh. But I do remember when he broke up with me, or actually I broke up with him, he dated all the rest of the girls in the sixth grade. <laughs> so at least I was first. <laughs> and I didn't have a boyfriend again after that. So I was the token, um, you know, when, when you would date in middle school, you would sit by each other at lunch. Okay. And when you would break up, you couldn't sit by each other. Uh. So I was that token friend that would sit in the middle. Okay. Because I didn't have a boyfriend, uh -huh. and so I could sit anywhere. So I was the little go-between. That is so funny. Okay, I think I had my first boyfriend in fourth grade. Well, so but I am shocked that you had a boyfriend at all. I'm going to be real with you before high school. Listen, I would have thought... Let, we don't ever talk about Steve, but <laughs> Steve was not a fan of this. And I do remember I hugged this boy one day at school. When I came home and told my dad I hugged him, uh -huh. oh, game on. <laughs> Steve was like, nope, we're going to have to cut that off at the knees. Forget it. Okay, so I looked into iconic things because, listen, I tried texting with you about this, and it was like crickets. You're like, I don't know. I finally said something. <laughs> you don't even know what this is, or you said you don't know what this is, but I'm going to talk about it when okay, you're ready. Okay, so you were a tween in the late 80s. Yes. Okay, so tell me some iconic things from that time. Okay, so I had poodle bangs. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what those are? Like where you tight curl them and then tease them? Yes. Yes. Every morning I would do the curls and uh -huh. I would take my mom the pick. Yeah. And she would tease out my bangs. Yeah. And then you would wear it slicked back in a ponytail. So you look like a poodle because you just had this puff on the front of your head. Okay. So see, I remember that. And I remember spraying it. Oh, so much hairspray. And so then if the wind came up, it would just lift up that. That right. That piece. Yes. <laughs> Listen, if we have environmental issues, it's because of the late 80s and the amount 
amount of hairspray that was used. For it sure. has nothing to do with today. Today, we're recycling people. We're trying. Okay. Okay. I've never heard them called poodle bangs. Okay. What else? Um, we would double layer our socks. You would wear two different colors of socks, uh-huh. and you would double layer them so you could see both colors above your tennis shoes, and then you would tight roll your jeans up so you could see them. Wow, that is. Some Did you not cool. do that? No, I did tight roll jeans. Okay. But I, I think I missed the double-layered colored socks. What were your socks? Were you the no-show socks? You know, I can't remember. I remember Keds, and I think we did maybe colored socks, but we weren't doing the layering. Okay. Like, I've seen pictures and stuff of that, but we weren't doing that. Okay, so you, iconically, whether you did this or not, do you remember scrunchies? Love them. Uh, pleated pants. Did you have pleated front jeans or pleated front khakis? I think that bubble people love pleats. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I had all the pleats. Yeah, I feel like you did too. Okay. So I'm curious to know in your bubble, if you watch these shows or not, because these were the popular shows of your time. Growing Pains. (laughs) Did you watch it? I think I did. Facts of Life. Vaguely remember. The Wonder Years. Nope. Punky Brewster. Nope. Alf. No. What is that? You don't know what Alf is? No. Oh my gosh. He was that alien from another planet. He lived with that family. I don't think we like aliens in the bubble. (laughs) No. Okay. Some iconic movies. Did you see? Now, I'm asking if you saw this like when it was popular as a middle schooler. (laughs) Steel Magnolias? I'm pretty sure I did. That was one of my mom's favorite. Okay. Adventures in Babysitting? Loved it. Okay. Goonies? No, I saw that once I married Greg. Okay. Yes. I was thinking you probably didn't get to see that one as a kid. That's sketchy, people. They got some (laughs) stuff in the Goonies. Yes, they do. Okay. And then a couple key songs were Time After Time. Yes. I remember that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And Don't Stop Believin' by Journey. For sure. Okay. Faux show. You feel like all that stuff is pretty accurate? Yeah, because I remember going to a dance in the sixth grade with... Bodie Warren. Uh-huh. And I they played all those songs. Okay. Yes. All right. Did you dance? Listen, bubble dancing. Uh-huh. Your arms are straight out in front of you. Okay. And they just barely touch the shoulders <laughs> of the boy. And then his arms just barely graze your waist. So what about a fast song? You weren't grinding up on anybody? <laughs> I don't I still to this day don't know how to grind. Okay? I still don't. I I don't know what's happening. I can do the like snapping of the fingers and the like back and forth, you know, but that's all I got. Oh my gosh. I remember boys trying to do that in middle school. And I'd be like, oh, ew, what? I'm not doing this. In my middle school, we were just lovely little oh, tweens no. that did not do such Excuse things. Excuse me. You were missing out on a whole cross section of your school population <laughs> that were doing very different things. I can guarantee you. Okay, so my 90s middle school experience was a little slightly different because I, I was early 90s, and we were very into Lisa Frank. Do you remember all the Lisa Frank notebooks? I didn't do any of that. Stuff? Yeah, no. Okay. No. Glitter pens. Nope. Because we would write each other notes, right? Yes. And you'd use your glitter pens and everything, and then fold your note all up and pass notes. In the hallway. Did you keep notes? Haven't we talked about this? Did you keep notes... I don't, I didn't keep notes. No. Okay. When I moved out of my parents' house when I went to college, I had gift bags, like a large gift bag. I probably had four of them full of notes I had kept. On notebook paper? Yes. Oh my gosh. From middle school and high school. Yes. I kept them. You're I just, a hoarder. Well, okay. Rude. I couldn't let yes. them go. Hey, I broke up with Bodie through a note. Oh, you did? Passed it to him in the hallway. Oh mm. gosh. That's savage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, hypercolor. 
Do you remember hyper hypercolor shirts and stuff? No. You don't know what hypercolor is? What's a hypercolor? Dog, when you, like a shirt or something, when you touch it and it changes color. Oh, no, no, no. That was probably expensive. No, we did not buy those. <laughs> no. Okay, I remember I had a see-through phone where you could see all the, like, nope. tech inside. My phone was from the garbage. My dad found it on trash day in somebody else's trash can. It was yellow, and I loved it, and that was my phone. <laughs> The Macarena came out during that time. Yeah, I think I remember that. Did you get to dance the Macarena? Probably not. Okay. Um, Doc Martens, obviously. Those were really expensive. Okay. We did not have those. Okay. Walmart did not sell those. Okay. Okay. Walmart. No. Yeah. No. no. I had some Doc Martens. Okay. So I watched Boy Meets World. Mm, kind of remember that. I watched 90210, which I am certain you did not get I to watch. I was not allowed. <laughs> My senior year of high school, I got out of school early. My mom was a teacher. She was still at school. I would come home and watch 90210 while she was not home. Whoa. Judy already knows that, though, so I'm not confessing anything she doesn't know. That is so rebellious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I loved New Kids on the Block. I need to find, I had a New Kids on the Block. I think it was in fourth or fifth grade. I had a New Kids on the Block party. We had posters. You told me about uh, this. Your I, mom threw you this epic fourth grade birthday party. I thought I was so cool. So cool. Uh, but looking back at the pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was not cool at all. But I really thought I was so cool. Um, trolls. Do you remember Trolls? We all kind had of. Troll Dolls. Okay. Popular songs were Pump Up the Jam. Pump, pump it up. The pump jam. it up. No, oh, no okay. that's yeah. not the song. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Something, yeah. something. Okay. And then a song I'm certain you were not allowed to listen to, Baby Got Back. No. Do you even know what that is? I mean, I think, listen, I married Greg Bradford. He uh-huh. apparently had access to all these things growing up. Okay. So he's introduced me to quite a bit. Okay. But. Well, I'm not even going to sing it. I don't know if I could get through a single verse without being like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> this is a G-rated podcast, Kate. I don't know what you're trying to do. Oh, that's the one where it opens up. It's talking about, you know, she's like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. <laughs> she's Kate is talking like a valley girl. Yes, she is. Okay, so popular movies during that time. Sandlot, Clueless. I love all those. A League of Their Own. I got to watch all those movies. This is Doubtfire. Yes. Okay, so I want to do something kind of fun. Okay. I, I'm glad you know those because I want to say a quote from a movie and it's going to be one of the ones I've listed somewhere either between your middle school time or mine. Okay. And you have to see if you can guess what movie it is. I feel like you're going to nail fail. this. No, you're going <laughs> to nail this. Okay. All right. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. I'll leave their own. Good job. Okay. This one, I don't know if you'll know this, but I always remembered this line from this movie. I don't work with the males because I used to be one. This is Doubtfire. Yes, I loved job. it. I loved it. Okay. What are your colors, Shelby? My colors are blush and bashful. Still Magnolia. Good job. Okay. And then you know this one because you've seen it at some point. But he says, hey, you guys. That's from the Goonies. Yes. Okay. I don't, I just guessed that because I was like, what's the one movie she listed that I didn't watch growing up? Yes. It was the Goonies. It was the guy that lived in the basement that was mistreated. And then anyway, he, that's what he would always say is, hey, you guys. And he comes swinging out from the ship. Okay. Why don't they make movies like the 80s anymore? Well, you know, yeah, it's really, we're really kind of in a mess here. They've. 
But we have some good options on Netflix. I feel like very recently. Very recently. And I think there's some coming out for the summer. I feel like there's hope. Yes. There's hope for the summer. Yes. So the tween experience, my goodness. You know, I remember I remember all those things. I remember whatever the end thing that was in, you know, I felt like I had to have it. We all had to be doing the same thing. It was where, you know, we would all coordinate what we were going to wear to school the next day and some of that kind of stuff. Just trying to find my friend group and caring so much about what they thought, you know. Rebecca was not. I was in the band. (laughs) And we were friends in the band. And we would meet in the band hall. And, yeah. I love that y'all were so nice to each other. We were not that nice to each other. I felt like that was the first time I started to experience some like click clicking off of friends and friend groups. I remember, oh, I feel I have so much regret over this. One time I had heard that this girl had been maybe saying something bad about me. And so my girlfriend said, Hey, let's call her and I'm gonna get her on the phone and ask her about it and you're gonna be on the line. But she's not going to know you're What's there. What's that called? That has a name where you're like, oh, is it three? Uh, yeah, it was like a three-way call Three-way or call, yes. But the girl didn't know I was there. The girl there. didn't know. And so she brings it up to her and, you know, we catch the girl in a lie and everything. It was super shady. And then from out of nowhere, she hears Kate's voice on the phone going, I knew it. Yes. And it was just so shady. Like, do not do that, you know. <laughs> Problem with somebody, go to them. But it's just trying to navigate some yes, of that stuff. Yes, you know? it's hard. So I'm seeing my sweet girl, you know, she's starting to, we're starting to see some of these things. You know, she's in fourth grade and they don't talk about boyfriends. They call them a crush. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They call them a crush. You know, I think I have a crush. Does she have a crush? She does. She's had several crushes. Okay, several and crushes. And we've explained we are not doing boyfriend, girlfriend mm, until makes my heart maybe so happy. high school. <laughs> Listen, don't give them an age. Mamas, don't give them an age. Yeah. We oh. just said maybe high maybe. school. That's right. Yeah. Don't commit to nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But we're trying to, you know, but yeah, she calls, I guess, you know, I wonder if that's popular. They call it a crush. Yeah. Abby calls it a crush when she's in second grade. So. Okay. <laughs> so this tween period is categorized by a few big things. Um, they want more privacy. Um, there's identity confusion. So they change their likes quickly and there's big shifts, you know, like where one day they may think, okay, I'm the sporty girl or guy, you know, the next day, oh, I'm the book nerd or I love books or, okay, now I'm really into music. Like I've watched my child do this Yes, where she's trying to figure out who she is. And so there'll be these big shifts and like what she's into. Uh, there's a growing independence, right? They're wanting to go, we're not doing play dates anymore. We're like, the moms are both there with the kids. It's, you're dropping them off. That's right. That's right. They're riding their bike over. Listen, shout out to the birthday party phase where you drop off. We love me some drop off birthday parties. Yes. Don't make me go stand there. Okay. That is a huge win. I don't need your cupcake. No. No. And I don't need to make small talk with these other moms. (laughs) I love y'all. But I would really rather <laughs> go run an errand right now. That's so true. Then sit here in this 100 degree, 100 degree weather next to this pool where I'm yes. getting splashed on. Yes. You know, shooting the bull for an hour and a half. <laughs> Is that so bad to say? No. Gosh. That's what we do on Gather Moms. We say what you're thinking. We oh. know you're all thinking it. Um, they start relying more on friends. Yes. So now is when they start, like, getting advice from friends, getting feedback from friends. You know, like, Lydia, you know, sometimes she'll be a few minutes late coming home from school, and I'm like, 
where were you? Oh, so-and-so needed to talk about this or that issue. And it's like, okay. Yes, that's so sweet. Yeah. Now, this was not something that really happened so much with my son. No, 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 no. No, they weren't like game planning, you know. Things like that in the way, in the same way that she is. No, it's kind of funny as you're talking about this because I have a tween and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't really do any of that, but all right. <laughs> but they are probably wanting to go hang out with more with their friends and stuff. And I think, you know, they kind of, I did catch Caleb being a little more honest with his friends um, about, you know, hey, I'm going through this or that. You know, some of those things start to come up. Yeah. Um, or giving advice to their friends. But maybe that's just Caleb is bossy. But, you know, I just think maybe. First kid. Yeah. First kid probs. Yeah, first kid props. Um, so whereas before, as a, as a younger kid, they might have been kind of pretty blissfully unaware of what other people thought of them. You know, they just did what they wanted to do. Now in this phase, they become very aware of what other people are thinking of them. For sure. Yes. Right? Yes. Where, you know. And that's such a funny thing. Like, I've I've heard her say that, my tween kid, of like, wonder what my friends are going to think of my glasses. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. What are they going to say about my new haircut? Are they going to like that? You know, like, when she does yes. something, she's processing it now through the lens of how are they going to see this? No, I've seen that with my son. Like, the clothes he picks to wear uh-huh. or the things. Like, I do think he's got this... Outward thought of what will people think of this? Is this what other people are wearing? Is this cool? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, another few changes that I found that I just think are, are helpful for us to, like, get out ahead of. Whether this is a season that you're not in yet or a season that you're in the middle of, either coming into it you go, okay, well, that's good to know about. Or being in the middle of you go, oh, okay, that's good to know that I'm not alone, that my kid's doing this too. So a few others are some kids will have more risk-taking behaviors. So they start to get more adventurous. They're trying new things. Um, I haven't personally seen that yet. I am very (laughs) thankful. (laughs) Um, A little bit more rebellious. This is when we're going to start seeing the eye-rolling, the you know, not necessarily agreeing. I just had to have, you know, my middle child is very compliant. She is a rule follower. She's a really sweet kid. But we had to have a sit down last week because she's gotten to the point where I tell her to do something and she says, I know. Oh, don't say that to mom. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, I'm like, make sure you grab your blah, blah. I know, mom. I know. You know? Yes. And I'm just like, this is not the response that we have when mama tells you something. That's Even right. if you do know. You say yes, ma'am. You better act like you don't know. <laughs> say thank you for telling me because I almost forgot. Yes, you did. Do you feel like your tween, do, do, have you have you noticed any, you know, kind of where, where he's starting to maybe not have the greatest attitude when you give him instructions and stuff? Yes, but I feel like we had more, it's, it's so fascinating to me that every kid is so different. Yeah. We had more attitude issues with him early on and now it's like we've hit our groove. Okay. And I def, like I've got the teenager with the eye rolls. Okay. And the, um, I got, I know mom, uh-huh. you know, all that stuff. So it's interesting to me that I'm experiencing that more with the older kid, but, um, I, the privacy thing, he's definitely more private. Yeah. Likes his alone time, likes uh-huh. his space. Uh huh. And doesn't like to tell me everything anymore. Okay. Like, he is just sharing bits of information that, I don't know if he's in the mood to share it, but he is not telling me all the things. Yeah. 
Well, and with that privacy thing, you know, with their bodies changing, they're they're potentially a little more modest. Yes. You know, it's not like my five-year-old who she gets out of the bath and walks through the house naked. That's right. That's right. We're not doing that with the 10 or the 13-year-old. No. You know? And so there there is more modesty, and they, they are wanting a little more privacy and seclusion. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, they, uh, just a, a, a couple last things. They have increased attention over their body weight and physical appearance. For sure. So it's the first time I've ever heard my child talk about uh, weight uh-huh. or, you know, uh-huh. if, if she's thin or if she feels a certain way about her body, you know, that's the first time I've ever heard any of that kind of stuff. Yes. So that's been interesting. Um, and increased fears about feeling embarrassed in front of oh, other people. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. And then more emotional ups and downs due to the hormone. Roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. What part are we on today? Right. It's yes. just like, you know, what, what set you off? You uh-huh. know, I don't even know what got you so turned. So, you know, one of the things I just thought about is with this time with our tweens and all that they're going through, I thought about some things with their room that as their moms, we could do to help them during this time. I'm ready. Okay. So the first thing is just what you just talked about. Number one, we start allowing them some privacy. Uh Uh-huh. So this is a good time to start knocking on the door. Yes. Right? That's so good. Yes. Don't just barge on in. I do that. Ugh. But start showing them some respect for their privacy. I think it's just a sweet sign of respect. Even, you know, if their door is cracked that we just give a little knock, knock, knock. Hey, can I come in? Right. You know? And just start showing them some respect there. So... Are they going to return that favor <laughs> to me? Do they well, do that? That is the question. Maybe if we, you know, maybe if we start showing it as an example, then maybe they'll return it. Or we can say, hey, you know how I knock on your door before you come in? Yes. I expect that from you now. For sure. Okay. We're going to have that conversation today. Okay. Um, but, you know, what do you think about, like, do y'all have any rules about... When you can be in your room with the door closed or like what's allowed in the room with the door closed? Because sometimes that gets me kind of nervous. Um, I think it depends on the kid. But like um, my my middle kid, my tween, he just likes his privacy. Yeah. So he likes to go in his room and turn off the lights and lay in his bed and read a book. Or we do let him have his iPad in his room with the door open. Yeah. So this is also interesting to me. So in my house, we have a one story and I can see all their bedrooms from the kitchen. Wow. I can see in their doors. Okay. So just the way my house is set up, it's it's pretty small. And so I thought about that the other day because we had talked about the teen room and we had kind of hit on, you know, technology and monitors in their room. And I went home and I thought, you know what? It's actually a little different for us because I can see. Okay. I, there's no, there's nothing hidden. They're not okay. going upstairs. They're not going down a hallway. Yeah. Our, our house is really open. So I actually let my kids have some of that in their rooms yeah. because I can hear what's happening in their room and I can see it very easily. Okay. But I can understand for a parent who maybe has a two-story or a game room or even like a long hallway down to their bedroom where you really don't know what's happening in there. Yeah. You would be nervous about letting them have some of those things in their room. Right. And want to set up some boundaries because that's my second point. So if the first one is let them have some privacy, the second one is just watch the tech. Yes. So kind of have an idea of what tech they're bringing into their room, what they're watching on it, and how much time they're spending on it. So in our family, our kids are not allowed to watch a new show unless they ask permission. So if it's a new show, they need to come and say, is this one okay? And, you know, one of the things I think my tween has been frustrated with is a lot of the tween shows on Netflix are 
are reinforcing values that do not line up with what we value in our home. And she actually, the other night when I was tucking her in, she had tears over it because she was like, I keep trying to find a new show to watch. And every time there's someone, you know, and it especially comes down to sexuality and dating and things like that. And she's like, you know, I just am having a hard time trying to find something that I like that is not goes that doesn't go against what I believe no and I think it's so interesting for me as a mom where I I see a new show and I think "Ooh, this is gonna be super good and we'll get two episodes into it and my kids hooked and then something comes up that I'm like oh here we go right and I have to say no we can't watch anymore and it's very frustrating to them because they've enjoyed it up to that point yeah but listen I mean we have to be so careful because we have to remember that Hollywood has a completely different agenda completely different agenda and so that that would be something that I would encourage moms with is just just because it looks cute and the two girls in there are 12 and 13 and you know right that that you you do watch it with the girls or you go check it out online or you know or your son or whatever you go you go check those things out and make sure that they're okay before they get going on that um you know the other thing Lydia's been really interested in playing Among Us yes and anything with the chat Sets oh, it scares me. All the alarm bells yes, for me. Yes, all the alarm bells. And so we are very careful about anything with a chat. Yes. You know, and we make sure that the chat is turned off, and yes. I monitor those things. And, you know, it is it is harder. It's not like when we were kids, and, you know, there was only a few amount of channels, and if you were going to watch something rated X, you had to be paying for those channels, and nobody was, exactly. right? Exactly, yes. <clears throat> I didn't even think about that, but you're right. It was so much harder to get access. right. And so now it's just right at their fingertips. And so, you know, we got to be watching. And the, and the other thing, you know, we did talk about in our home, we take the tech away at night because, you know, I think that was a safeguard that you and I had growing up was we got a break from the friends. Yes. Right. When all that drama was going on at school, we could come home and be free from that. And if we didn't want to deal with it, we just didn't pick up the phone if they were calling or our parents said, no, she can't talk right now. Right. You know. Right. But our kids potentially are in danger of being engaged in that drama 24 hours a day. Yes. And so we have got to be giving them a break for their minds to rest, for them to be kids, yes, to be at home and present with their families. We're, we're, we're pulling those things away. Well, and what I've seen with um, the addition of the cell phone to this age group is that they're so savvy. I mean, they know how to do stuff right away. And they'll get involved in these group chats where you've been added and things are being said and it's I mean you could have 60 texts sure in an hour yes it's too much for them much. to take in no. and they don't have time to process or exactly. respond yes and so then they almost feel like they're backed into a corner uh-huh. and so I think it's so important at this age as parents we are still their protector yes I'm allowed to step in and yes. say nope we're done that's right cutting it off right and you know I think it's okay for for then for us to be the bad guy yes. and for their friends to know, hey, mom makes me turn my tech in every night at 8 p.m. Right. And I don't get it back the next morning. Right. You know, or right. so if their friends are like, why didn't you respond? You know, yes. they can say, I I don't, I can't. No, that's the one thing I remember about my parents growing up is they always said, you can blame us. Yeah. You can always blame us. My mom won't let me. My mom said no. Yeah. My mom doesn't allow that. I have to go home, my mom said. Yep. And so I say the same thing to my kids. Listen, I'm here to help you with those things. So that's if you're right. uncomfortable and you don't know what to say, just say, I'm sorry, my mom won't let me. Yeah. Yeah. Let us be the bad guy. And, you know, to watch out for 
potential bullying that's happening in those text messages, yes. you know, where they feel backed into a corner and you have no idea that that's going on. Well, and so much I think is that they don't know how to respond. And so when they respond negatively in a bullyish way, that we have got to be able to teach in that moment. It may not have been intentional. It may have been, you know, when you get anxious and you say something, but then to give our kids, um, the ability to say, if it goes on more than one time and you've spoken up and said, I don't like that or don't talk to me that way, you have to be able to stop yeah. and to cut that off and say, you know what, for the time being, we're not going to do that anymore. Right, right. And bring it to your parents. Bring yes. it to your parents. And I think I'm going to give us a good opportunity to do that, but I want to give one more point. Um, the next one would be to be flexible with their changing interests. You know, because I have watched the girls in, in Lydia's group and I watched my son go through this where it was like, you know, one day he was super into baseball and, you know, and Legos. And then the next day it was like, nope, we're out of those things. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know, now I want to run track and I want to play Fortnite. You know what I mean? Yes. It was like, yes. there are these switches. And I've, I've seen Lydia do that where she will want to be the sporty girl. And then she's like, oh, I'm the book girl. And you know what? I'm just watching her do those things. And for me to not call her out on it or try and make her feel embarrassed about it, but just go with it. Well, and embrace the fact that your kids are trying new things. I mean, honestly, this is the time to do it. it Try is. everything. Yes. We don't have to get, you know, put in a niche where this is who we are. Try the reading. Try the sports. Try the games. Try try it all. Yeah. Because I do want my kids to have um, lots of options. I want them to feel like if you want to give it that a shot, let's go do it. And yeah. even if you're not the greatest at it, that's okay. Yes. And if she wants to rearrange her room, you know, so that it... every day. Yes. Every day we re re rearrange in a room in our house. Yes. And I feel like, you know, that's a phase that we're in too, where she's trying to make it her own, which I can totally understand. And I get frustrated because, you know, I have a control freak nature. So I'm like, well, this isn't just so, but I've had to just make myself go, you know what? It's okay. Um, and I think, I think one of the areas where we're going to see this is in our kids' rooms, a lot of them still have kids' toys. Yes. And at this tween age, they're trying to figure out, do I still want these toys? Am I going to play with these things? Like for Lydia, it's her American Girl dolls. Yes. You know? And you hate to like take it all out just because right. one day she's like, I don't want it anymore. Right. Because in two weeks, she may want it back. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and for her, even like LOL dolls, you know, sometimes she still plays with those things. And so just trying to be flexible with what they're playing with and what they're not, and just realizing it's not going to be like, you know, Caroline goes into her room and plays with her kitchen and her dollhouse every day. Lydia may want to play with those things a few times a year at this uh -huh. point. And don't make them grow up too fast. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Even if it is just a few times a year or a few times a month, I love the idea that I'm trying to help her elongate that that season yes. you know there is no need to rush the growing up that's right even if everybody else in your friend group has moved on and you want to stay here a little bit longer that's okay good yes yes that's so good so so funny this is a side note but she just was starting to ask me about shaving her legs <gasps> that's in fourth grade well listen I because she was noticing she just feels hairy that's what she said yes. and I said listen sissy you're going to be doing this your whole life so just don't get in a hurry that's right let's just not get in a hurry just what you're saying yes. just I think we can help be as their mamas kind of riding the brake because they're wanting to move into the next phase and we can just kind of ride the brake a little bit on this season of life so they don't get too far out ahead of themselves. Well, and think about it. If you were to, you know, 
let it last a little bit longer than somebody else. Just what you said, once you start, you don't stop. Right. So what's the harm, you know? Right. Just, just let that go for a little bit and let them stay little as long as possible. As long as possible. So the last thing I would say, so, if, you know, if one is that we want to give them more privacy, so maybe we're knocking on the door. Two is that we're paying attention to the tech in their rooms. Three is that we're being flexible as they change. The final thing I would say is that we slow down at bedtime for a check-in on their day. You know, I think a lot of times when I get to bedtime, I'm so tired and I just want to tell them goodnight and go on. But my kids, I wonder if this is true for you, but that is when we have the deepest conversations is at bedtime. When they are finally, when they finally slow down enough and they are ready to open up to me about their day. No, I think it's across the board. I think it's so important that we as parents see that there are moments where they're more open uh-huh. to sharing things. And sometimes those are not the best opportunities for us as right. parents. Right. And so in this season, as their moms and dads, you know what, we're going to have to sacrifice some of our comfort in yeah. order to be available. Yeah. And so whatever that looks like for you, if that means that you guys get started on bedtime earlier, so you have a little more margin time built in, or, you know, you split up who's tucking in who or something like that, but that, that you don't go in there in a hurry, at least not every night. And that as often as you can, that you just go sit on the side of the bed and you say, you know, is there anything that the question I usually ask is what can I be praying for you about? And that usually helps us kind of open up a conversation about what's going on. It'll, it may lead to a thousand different things. And sometimes I do have to break it off and be like, okay, <laughs> we're going to have to save this one for another day. But I really try and slow down at bedtime and be present for them. Um, and I, I want to give us a few tips on when we do that. When we're having those bedtime chats, a few things we can do to help our, te- our tweens. One is that we would help them problem solve instead of fixing the problem for them. Right? They're going to have all these issues with their friends and how they feel about themselves. And just like, you know, the other night when we were talking about what she could watch on Netflix and things like that, they're going to have these problems. And we want to be raising young young teens, almost teens, that are confident, resilient, and firm in their identities. And we can help them do that when we lead them to God and his word instead of just trying to fix it for them. But when we fix it for them, what we're telling them is that they aren't capable of fixing it for themselves, right? And that we believe that they aren't capable. And so we we don't believe that. We do believe they're capable. And so we want to help them get to the solution on their own so that they get a sense of confidence and resilience. Well, and as moms, we know how to do that. We can ask good questions. Yep. We can make a suggestion. We could even play a scenario out for them. What would you do if this happened? That's right. And, and give them the opportunity to try a few different options and then eventually come to the right one. Yes. Yeah. The question, what do you think you should do, is such an empowering question where they can just start thinking it through instead of just being stuck. And it's so funny. My kids love to ask me questions about, did you experience this when you were a kid? You know, and it's fun for them, for us to talk about it and for them to realize you're not alone. I went through this too, and you're going to do great. It's so good that you remember growing up so well that you can talk about that. Whereas I'm going to be like, I have no idea. You know, I don't even know. All Rebecca remembers from her childhood is that Afghan on her bed. That's Afghan. That's right. Yes. So one of the things I think is great for us to instill in our tween kids is this verse, and it's from Romans eight thirty seven, And it says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That they would remember that God created them to be victorious, to be champions, to be winners, and that we can rely on him to provide for every one of our needs. 
And this is a great time in your child's life to start giving them ownership over scripture, to start getting them, giving them ownership over their relationship with God, right? Whereas for so many years, we've been taking them to church and dropping them off in their class and stuff, and they learn their little lesson. It's time now they have got to start owning this. Yes. And one of the things that's been on my heart is teaching my kids how to pray Mm. because I want them to be able to talk to God without me. Yes. I don't want it to be something where they feel like I have to be present for that, but I want them to be able to go to the father on their own. Yeah. Part of that is just sitting down and talking to them about it, teaching them what that looks like. Yes. Because as they're forming their identity and they're no longer just looking to mom and dad for the answers and they're going to start looking elsewhere, we want them to look to God first. For sure. Before they go to their friends, before they go to the internet, we want them to be looking to God first. And so we can start giving them scriptures. We can start saying, okay, hey, you're struggling with this. You know, there's some Bible verses about that. And start writing out those verses and giving them to them. A few others I would just love for you to share with your tween is are these. Number one is 1 Timothy 4.12. I remember this being so encouraging to me as a young um, person following God because it says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. You know, you don't have to go with the flow. You can be the one to set the example, right? Love that one. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. That we can say to our kiddo, you know, sometimes we just don't know, but God knows. That's right. So ask him. And admitting when we don't know and telling them that we ourselves go back to God and ask for wisdom. Yes. And finally, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, because anxiety becomes a very real factor in this age kiddo. And this says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's so good. That as they're forming their identity, as they're trying to figure out who they are, that we are reinforcing, you are a child of God, you are loved by the King of Kings, and he wants to provide all that you need to do this tween age well. Well, and shout out to you, Mom, because this is hard. This is not easy. It does take some sacrifice on our part to be available It takes some extra moments to research things and really look out for our kids. But remember that the things that we're doing now are equipping us for the future seasons that are coming. That's right. And if we take the time now to really dive in and ask the Lord to give us wisdom and do it well, it really is going to bear fruit in the next seasons. So don't skip this phase and think, I'm just trying to get to the teenage years. Let's really hone down on the tween years And help our kids navigate this well. I love that because I feel like you said recently, you know, this is when... This is when the battles, the consequences are not necessarily life altering at this point, right. right? Yes. And so we want to fight these battles in our home where the consequences are relatively small. Yes. We want to tackle these issues now before this is a full grown person driving a full grown vehicle and about to leave your home, right? Yes. 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 We want to tackle these things now and do it well. Moms, we love you so much. We love um, the way that you are loving your kids. We love the way that you are loving your home and choosing to glorify God in your home, even on the hard days. And we are here cheering you on. We would love for you to be a part of our community as we cheer moms on. And you can do that by joining us on Patreon over at patreon.com slash gather moms. And when you support us every month financially, you help us have the opportunity to cheer on more mamas. So thank 
thank you for doing that. And shout out for the summer. We are doing a summer study where we're going to talk about this tween teen transition. And if you join our Patreon club, you're going to have access to all of the Bible studies that we'll be doing this summer as bonus episodes on the podcast. So go ahead right now and subscribe to the Patreon. So you're going to be um, signed up for all that great material. And if you live in the Dallas area, we're going to put some information out about how you can actually join us in person at this tween teen study, because we want to dive more into this topic and talk even deeper about it. Yes. Okay. We hope that you can join us there and we hope to see you on Patreon. We love you moms and we'll see you next time. Peace out season three.